Yo, what is going on everyone? My name is Nick or The Notorious Fantasy and in today's video, we're going to be going in depth into my 10 must-add waiver wire pickups for week 6 of the 2023 fantasy football season. But before we could get into things, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. While you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure to leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. And if you would like my weekly rankings as well as an answer to any of the questions you guys may have make sure you guys check out the patreon link in the video description for seven dollars and fifty cents a month so without further ado let's get into my week number six waiver wire pickups we begin with my first must add waiver wire player of the week roshan johnson running back of the chicago bears going up against the cold like minnesota vikings at home in chicago roshan johnson currently owned in 37 percent of leagues on espn and 10.7 percent owned on nfl fantasy now khalil herbert is expected to miss multiple weeks with an ankle injury, but it is also important to note that Roshan did suffer a concussion last week during that Thursday night football matchup, so that is something to monitor. Ultimately, since it did happen on Thursday night football and this game is not until Sunday, it is a pretty safe assumption to say that Roshan Johnson should be able to play with the additional time. Now, is that a guarantee? No, but even if Roshan Johnson does miss this week, which again, I don't project him to, then while Khalil Herbert is absent, I still think Roshan Johnson is a must-add guy because if this Bears offense is able to keep humming the way that it has been, there is reason to believe that Roshan could finish as a top 12 running back in these matchups due to how good Khalil Herbert has looked. Now, he was the running back 31 in PPR last week against the Commanders in Washington on Thursday Night Football. The weekly finish is prior to Monday Night Football tonight because I record all of the waiver wire videos before Monday Night Football, and I'm not a fucking genie, and I can't tell you exactly what's going to happen tonight. 10 carries for 76 yards, three targets for zero receptions. Now, the team did sign Darrington Evans, but it is safe to assume Roshan will be the clear lead back in Herbert's absence. We have seen Roshan Johnson have some sparks this season. Now, the problem was the sparks were flying when the Bears offense was dog shit, right? When the Bears offense wasn't able to get it up when they were in need of a Viagra. But recently, the Bears offense has really picked things up. They have some pretty solid matchups going forward over the next couple of weeks. So as long as Roshan Johnson is good to go up against the Vikings, and without Khalil Herbert, Roshan has a ton of upside again up against a not-so-hot Vikings defense. Moving to my number two must-add waiver wire option, and this is definitely a little bit different because the number two guy is a tight end. Normally, we don't talk about tight ends in this high of a regard, but that should be really telling about how good I think Logan Thomas is going to be for the remainder of the season. Tight end of the Washington Commanders going up against the Atlanta Falcons in Hotlanta this week. 8.1% owned on ESPN and 2.7% owned on NFL Fantasy. Last week up against the Chicago Bears at home in Washington. Tight end number four on the week in PPR. Nine receptions on 11 targets for 77 yards and a score. He has had two touchdowns on the season. Again, he hasn't played in every single game of the season because he did suffer that concussion against the Broncos and did miss one week. It would appear that the team loves to utilize Thomas all over the field and especially in the red zone. Logan Thomas is built like a brick shithouse. They are going to target him heavily in the red zone. Plus, the commander's offense is 
pretty decent. Now, again, I'm not ready to get down on my knees and give Sam Howell the Gawk Gawk 9000 and say that Sam Howell's the franchise guy for the Washington Commanders. But what I will say with Eric Bieniemy as the offensive coordinator, a majority of the games this season, I get the Commanders don't have the best record. The offense has looked pretty solid. And the Atlanta Falcons defense, again, they're no pushover, right? They're not some bottom of the barrel defensive unit in the NFL. But ultimately, with there being bye weeks this week and with the tight end position being as fragile as it is right now, it is pretty safe to assume that Logan Thomas at this point in the season is a must start. Tight end. Next up, we get to a wide receiver in Joshua Palmer of the LA Chargers going up against the Dallas Cowboys at home in LA. 40.2% owned on ESPN, 20% owned on NFL. The Chargers were on bye last week, which did lead to people dropping Joshua Palmer. So his ownership percentage was a lot lower than when we looked at it last week. He was the wide receiver 35 in PPR in his last game up against the loss. Vegas Raiders in week number four. Again, they were on bye last week, so no week five game. In that game, Palmer had three receptions on eight targets for 77 yards. Now, I am as big of a Quinton Johnston fan as you can get, right? Going into the NFL draft, I thought this guy was going to be fantastic, and he landed in LA, which seemed to be the wet dream landing spot, right? I get that Mike Williams is there. They got Keenan Allen, but man, oh man, Quentin Johnston should be the clear number three receiver on this team again when Mike Williams and Keenan Allen were there. But now Mike Williams is gone, and it seems like Brandon Staley's dumbass wants to use Joshua Palmer as the wide receiver two behind Keenan Allen. So again, while I'm a Quentin Johnston truther, that rapport of Justin Herbert, the pervert, and Joshua Palmer appears to be strong enough to almost stiff arm Derrick Henry style away the upside of Quentin Johnston. So Joshua Palmer, again, this definitely is a tougher matchup up against Dallas. We did just see the Dallas Cowboys get bent over the table by big cock Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. I definitely think this will be a bounce back game for the Cowboys as a whole. But Joshua Palmer, at this point, with how good Justin Herbert has looked, even if Eckler is back this week, I think Joshua Palmer going forward is a guy that needs to be owned in fantasy football leagues and in great matchups. The upside's immense. Again, I do really believe eventually Quentin Johnston's going to kind of get the baton and take over as the wide receiver too on the team. Coming out the bye, hopefully that's what happens. But again, I don't think that's what's going to happen, even though it should. So Joshua Palmer is in the driver's seat right now to have a great rest of the season. At number four, we got another Josh, and that is Josh Reynolds, wide receiver of the Detroit Lions, going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. 24.5% owned on ESPN, 17.8% owned on NFL. Now, week 15, or not week 15, he was the wide receiver 15 last week up against the Carolina Panthers at home in Detroit. Four receptions on five targets for 76 yards and a touchdown. Now, I know what some of you might be thinking, Nick, that's because of Monroe St. Brown missed last week with an abdomen injury. Don't you know that when the sun god comes back, Josh Reynolds is going to be a poverty fantasy football option? Well, at the beginning of the season, before the season started, I'd probably tell you, yeah, that's probably the case, right? Because Jamison Williams is coming back. But Jamison Williams feels like he's going to continue to get ramped up as the season goes along. It's not like we saw... A whole lot of Jamison Williams last week, even with Amon Ross St. Brown missing the game. 
And Amon Ross St. Brown's abdomen injury is rumored, there are some reports, the little birdies are chirping, that this might be a more serious injury that we are being led on to believe. Now, again, I'm not saying Amon Ross St. Brown's fucking done for the season, but it wouldn't be all that crazy if, with how good the Lions look, that they're like, okay, Amon Ross St. Brown, not maybe not a superstar receiver in the NFL, but he's their superstar receiver, right? He's one of the better receivers in the NFL. Let's maybe hold him back from himself, right? Let's maybe not throw him out there to the fucking wolves against the Bucks. Maybe they sit him again. Now, again, I'm not saying that's a guarantee to happen, but it's definitely possible. But even if Amon Ross St. Brown comes back with the just the tip approach that the Lions are using with Jamison Williams, there is a really good chance that Josh Reynolds continues to be the number two receiver on this team, and that's got a lot of upside when the Lions offense looks this fucking good. And next up, we move to my number five waiver wire option. If you guys have enjoyed thus far, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button down below. It helps me out a ton. Imari DiMarcado, the Italian Stallion, running back of the Arizona Cardinals, going up against the LA Rams in LA, 0.4% owned on ESPN, 0.1% owned on NFL. Now, it is important to note that we still have basically zero reports on James Conner and Keontae Ingram. Conner's injury, to me, didn't look severe, but I'm as much of a doctor as Johnny Sins, and we still have no news about it. So it's important to follow this, right? You don't have to put in your waiver claims tonight, right? You don't have to blow your fucking fab load on the DeMarcado right now. Right, you can wait till tomorrow, and on Tuesday you can see. Oh, maybe it seems like Connor could be back. Maybe Ingram could be back. Right? Maybe it seems more like, hey, they're both gone. And in that case, again, I get the Rams' defense isn't some soft serve cupcake, soft as baby shit matchup, but we could really see this offense continue to hum. I get that they got beat by the Bengals, right? And I thought this game might be a little bit closer, but Joe, Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty. Came alive in that game, right? Played really good. But DeMarcado had 10 rushes for 45 yards and a touchdown. One reception on three targets for 12 yards. If, if we know for sure tomorrow, like Connor Ingram probably going to miss, DeMarcado becomes probably the number two waiver wire ad. Because again, even if it's just for one week, this is a guy with a shit ton of upside on an offense. I know the Cardinals lost, right? The offense still looked good. I know Josh Dobbs kind of had a bad game, throwing a couple of interceptions that he probably wanted back. But the offense still looks good, and the system that the coach there put forward, that Gannon put forward, appears to be a system that very heavily favors a running back, even if they don't have the best offensive line in the NFL. Moving to my sixth must-add waiver wire option, KJ Osborne of the Minnesota Vikings going up against the Chicago, Chicago Bears in Chicago, a matchup that could be very high scoring. Probably should have mentioned that with Roshan. How good the Bears have looked. I know that the Vikings didn't look electric last week against the Chiefs. They could have won that game, right? This Vikings offense is still pretty good. 21.6% owned on ESPN, 2.4% owned on NFL. Now, Kevin O'Connell says that Justin Jefferson is going through tests on his hamstring, said Jefferson is down today on Monday, given his competitiveness, like he's kind of pissed off, you know, I wish I could be out there, blah, 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 and that the team will make sure that it protects him from himself. Whenever you hear protects him from himself, it basically means 
that Jefferson is a very competitive player. Jefferson would go to, go out there on a fucking peg leg like he's Patchy the Pirate, right? He wants to go out there and play ball, but the team wants to make sure, hey, Justin Jefferson is this phenom at the wide receiver position, right? Justin Jefferson is this elite receiver. You could say he's the best receiver in the NFL. No one will bat an eye, right? So they don't want him to go out there banged up with a hammy injury, right? And fuck things up. They are saying that they're going to get multiple opinions on his hamstring. And if something does pop up, to me, he's definitely missing at least a week. And it might be even more because, again, the Vikings don't want Jefferson getting hurt. Jefferson is their kit and caboodle. He's the top prize. He's one of the best receivers in the NFL. They can't have him getting hurt, so they are going to restrict him from potentially trying to rush back and hurt himself. Week five against the Chiefs, KJ Osborne, five receptions on nine targets for 49 yards. We all know that I'm on a bad bitch. Addison Ray is going to be the number one receiver, in my opinion, in Jefferson's absence in terms of targets. But even with TJ Hawkinson there as well, I think KJ Osborne has a very clear role in this offense. Without Jefferson, once Jefferson comes back, you just cut bait on KJ Osborne. Obviously, there's still a chance Jefferson plays on Sunday, but I wouldn't think so. At number seven, we got Sam Howell, quarterback of the Washington Commanders, going up against the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. 17.4% owned on ESPN, 11.2% owned on NFL, which is shocking, especially since they played the Bears last week that he's not owned in more leagues. Up against the Bears, Thursday night football at home in Washington. 37 completions on 51 attempts for 388 yards, almost 400 yards, two touchdowns with one interception, four rushes for 19 yards. Howell has honestly looked really good in three out of five of the games outside of that Bills game where he really sucked, right? He shit the bed there, four interceptions in that one. He's been solid. Eric Bieniemy has really changed this offense around. Now, Riverboat Ron is still kind of a pussy, right, for not going for two late in the game, right? Or he didn't go for two. He, I believe he kicked a field goal instead of going for it, right? Like, there's... They need to take that nickname away, Riverboat Ron, because he is a very conservative-minded coach, right? He's not taking any risks. Stupid. But, again, we talked about the Atlanta defense when we talked about Logan Thomas. Again, I, I don't think the Atlanta Falcons defense is some pushover, right? Like, Sam Howell's gonna fucking do the Billy Strut on in there, walk in and slap the ever-living shit out of the Atlanta Falcons like his name was Will Smith. But he's probably gonna have a top-12 game. And, again, if you're someone with... Jordan Love Me Tender as your starting quarterback, right? Sam Howell is definitely a guy you should be running to the waiver wire to pick up. And obviously his waiver wire priority would move up things if you don't have a quarterback, right? If you're scrounging at the waiver wire for a quarterback, if you need a quarterback, then obviously Sam Howell should be up there. Like if you're starting Dak Prescott every week, then uh, you need Sam Howell on your team. Next up, we move to Josh Downs of the Indianapolis Colts. Going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. 10.9% owned on ESPN. 2.1% owned on NFL. But before we break down Josh Downs, as well as the final two waiver wire ads for week six, I would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a great offer for you guys today, and they are the best place to play NFL Pick'em in the whole entire universe. They've got for you guys Tua higher than half a total yard. As long as Tua goes for over half of a total yard that could be running or passing, this pick will hit. And then all you have to do is match it with one other 
pick. So we're going to go ahead and go with Travis Etienne higher than 63 and a half rushing yards. I really think the Bills defense is pretty soft against the run. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to look to run a lot with Travis Etienne. So if this pick does hit, we'll get three times our entry fee. If you want to go ahead and add a third pick, it will be six times. Four picks will be 10 times and five picks will be 20 times your entry fee. If you are new to underdog and want to do the pick'em contest, make sure you live in one of the states that are listed on your screen right now. And if you are new, make sure you use promo code Notorious for a first match deposit bonus of up to $100. You deposit $100, they give an additional $100. If you do $50, an additional $50, $25, an additional $25. The minimum deposit on underdog is $10. Again, using either promo code Notorious or click on the link in the video description. If you have a gambling problem, please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back on into things, Josh Downs of the Indianapolis Colts going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, 11% owned, 10.9% owned on ESPN, 2.1% owned on NFL. Wide receiver 17 last week up against the Atlanta Dons. We all do know, though, that the Titans have a pretty shit pass defense, really solid against the run. Six receptions on six targets for 97 yards. Now, there's still tons of speculation out there, and it's pretty unclear right now on Monday how long Richardson's going to miss. Is it going to be a couple weeks? months done for the season based on what i've read it seems like it's going to be around a month but again these are initial speculations we still need to see more scans that they have to do and it seems like this is another situation where they're going to go for like 12 different opinions right just like justin jefferson right like hey what is this you know ask like 12 different doctors which makes sense right you're dealing with a fucking franchise quarterback potentially here with anthony richardson but i will tell you is that while the team's upside is way less with Gardner Minshew under center, Gardner loves to feed the rock to Josh Downs. In games where Gardner's in, it seems like Josh Downs is a lot more of a focal piece in this offense. Now, I'm not saying that Michael Pittman is now dead, right? Sleeping with the fucking fishes, Luca Brazzi style, right? I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is Gardner likes to utilize Josh Downs a lot more, which gives him or upside. Again, still pretty timid on the report on Anthony Richardson. From what I've seen on Twitter from the Twitter doctors, it seems like it's going to be around a month. But again, he comes back like next week, Derek Carr style, then Josh Downs value definitely takes a hit. Moving now to must add waiver wire option number nine, Chuba Hubbard of the Carolina Panthers going up against my Miami Dolphins in Miami. 18.1% owned on ESPN, 9.7% owned on NFL. Running back 38 last week up against the Lions in Detroit. That Lions defense, like we were talking about all of last week, it seems like every week they're getting better. Like I know they played really good against Mahomes, but after that, you know, it was like, oh, maybe the Lions defense a little bit fraudulent. But then recently, they really started to pick things up. Nine rushes for 35 yards, one reception on two targets. What's important to note is the snap counts. Hubbard, 48%. Sanders, 46%. Now, Sanders is still dealing with an injury. So it's very plausible that the reason why we're seeing more Chuba Hubbard is because Miles Sanders' injury is inhibiting him from getting more playing time. Yes, I agree with that. Not an insane take. So if you want to add Chuba Hubbard, go ahead. Again, are you going to roll him out there with confidence against the Dolphins, even though the Dolphins' defense sucks donkey cock? No. You're not going to do that. But if you're down bad at running back and you need guys to hold on to with potential big upside, like Bryce Young figures things out, this offense starts humming more, then I definitely think Chuba Hubbard's worth an ad. Final guy here, another guy that is more of like a speculative ad, right? 
that you want to add in case something happens. Tajay Spears, running back of the Atlanta Dons, going up against the Baltimore Ravens in London Town. 25.5% owned on ESPN, 5.2% owned on NFL. Everyone knows, NFL knows, right? Who can't wait to fucking wake up on Sunday at 9.30 a.m. after you just drunk, after you just drank your liver into failure on Saturday night? Who can't wait to wake up at 9 a.m.? If you live in L.A. and you wake up to watch this game, you're a true football guy. Or gal, right? You're a true football fan. If this game was on at 6.30 in the morning, I'd fucking hit the snooze button a million times. I'm going to sleep. Now, could it be a fun game? Yeah, the London games are always a little bit crazy, right? The Bills lose to the Jags, right? Crazy. But at the end of the day, this, this matchup, uh, not very exciting. Especially since it's at 9.30 in the fucking morning, right? If it was in the one o'clock slate of games like you saw, ooh, look, look at look at Derrick Henry. Ooh. Look at look at look at Lamar. Fun. Sure. But at 9.30 a.m., fuck no, baby. Now I'm gonna watch it, but I don't think a lot of people will wake up for this one. Running back eight on the week at Indianapolis, seven rushes for 34 yards and a tug, four receptions on five targets for 35 yards. Henry had a 62% snap count, spare spear. 52% Spears is a sick name, by the way. While Spears doesn't have great upside weekly. Now, Nick, he was the running back eight last week. I know. If Henry was to go down, knock on wood. Spears would catapult into being incredibly fantasy. Because Spears can catch passes. He can run. Now, again, is he as big of a back as Derrick Henry? No. But. You're down, again, if you're down bad at running back, right, you're needing some potential extra juice. Ajay Spears is a guy that you want to just hold on your bench because if Derrick Henry was to go down, Ajay Spears would instantly become the number one waiver wire ad and the Derrick Henry owner, if you have him, might come fucking running your way trying to make a trade for Ajay Spears to where you might be able to get a great upgrade at receiver, so... That's just kind of how I think about things. So thank you guys all so much for watching. If you did end up enjoying and if you have any questions about these players or maybe some other players that you don't see in the video, they're like, oh, Nick, maybe I would like to add X player. What do you think about them? Then I will answer you in the comment section. I love you guys all so much. I hope you have a great rest of your guys' day. If you missed out on the defenses to add video, the defenses to stream for week number six, make sure you guys check that out. I dropped that earlier today. Hope you guys enjoy Monday Night Football tonight, the Green Bay Packers game versus the Los Vegas Raiders. So I hope you guys do end up enjoying. I love you guys all so much. Hope you have a great one. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Have a great one. Love you guys as always. Good boy.